This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Happy Friday to everybody listening all across North America. This is the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. And we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. All right, I'm going to be here with you for the next four hours. Consider yourself lucky. If you're listening right now, because this is the start of the show. It's when I get going every single weeknight, 10 p.m. Eastern time, 7 p.m. Pacific. I'm here with super producer and host Dave Shepard. And I'm being joined by you. I don't know how you're listening, but I'm glad that you are on the free Odyssey app. You could be locked in on your local affiliate. Sirius XM channel 158. Or you could be tuned in on a smart speaker right now. All you had to do is ask that machine, that listening machine, to play CBS Sports Radio. If you want to find me online, I am at JR Sport Brief on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you follow me, you will already have an idea of everything that we are going to go ahead and discuss tonight. Obviously, last night, We got started with week two of the NFL season. We had a chance and an opportunity to see those Kansas City Chiefs defeat the Chargers. And what else is new? This is kind of what happens between these two teams. We also saw Justin Herbert go out there and throw a touchdown. Even though it was towards the end of the game, this man was knocked the hell out and had a fractured cartilage. Okay, he's day-to-day. I guess that's better than some fractured ribs, but good for him. He's a tough you-know-what. And so we'll talk about Justin Herbert next hour of the show. We'll get into some of the other matchups that will be taking place here as week two really gets underway on Sunday. There's a lot of games that I'm looking forward to. We have uh, Tampa Bay and New Orleans. We have Miami. We have... Uh, the Ravens, and there's other matchups that I really want to take some time to discuss with you. Should be fun. In the world of the NBA, I had a great laugh 
this afternoon when I found out that the Los Angeles Lakers were bringing back Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, it's a lot of point guards there. Patrick Beverly, Dennis Schroeder, for now Russell Westbrook, and uh, Schroeder is going back to the Lakers on a $2 million salary. You might recall it was only a couple of seasons ago where the Los Angeles Lakers offered Dennis Schroeder uh, between 70 and $80 million, and he said, nah, no thanks. I think I can do better elsewhere, and he didn't. Now he's going to be playing for $2 million. That's it's not funny. It's actually quite sad, but I'm sure Dennis Schroeder is expecting to hopefully cash out after this season. Speaking of cashing out, Robert Sarver is continuing to feel pressure to sell the Phoenix Suns after the NBA's investigation showed his jackassness just uh, is worthy of, of selling. So as of now, Robert Sarver is not leaving, but we do have a sponsor who says leave. We have a minority owner of the Suns who says leave. LeBron James said leave. The Players Association has said leave. What is Robert Sarver going to do? We'll talk about it later on in the show. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tom Brady, this just there's a lot going on. Before we get started here, Shep, how are you, man? You you ready for tonight's show? You ready for the weekend? JR, I'm ready for the weekend. More importantly, man, I'm ready for tonight's four-hour party, man. You always lay it down every single weekday on CBS Sports Radio. And I got to tell you, I'm excited yeah. what you have to say about this uh, Fitzpatrick going after Tom Brady. That, that's you know that's uncharted territory right there. Is he really going after Tom? Do you think he's going after Tom Brady? A l- little bit. A little bit, yeah. Because there's, like, this, there's this aura of, of Brady that, that he's invincible, that he's liked and beloved by every single person that has ever put on an NFL helmet. That's not the case. Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't a fan of uh, yes. of Tom Brady. He feels that during the course of his career, he feels that Tom Brady would disrespect him after games by running off, especially if he was the one to be beat. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick also feels like he is the, the mother blanker that uh, they decided to skip on when Tom Brady was a free agent. And now we know that Ryan Fitzpatrick, last night he made his debut on Amazon Prime as a uh, a pregame analyst. And so we're going to get into that. This is very, very interesting. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, at least so far, he's uh, he's speaking his mind. And Tom Brady, hey, you you know his uh, his wife was in page six again today, right? I, I am not surprised. She, not her first time, won't be her last. Yeah, but they said it's like every day is something new. It's like, hey, Tom Brady's wife was on the streets of New York, uh, you know, walking around near their house, and, and she's crying outside on the phone. It's just like, come on now. It's the most uh, tabloid page six thing ever. Like, we, we got a report on a guy's wife. She's crying on the phone. Like, come on. This, yeah, this is what Tom Brady has to deal with. He should have stayed his ass at home. But anyway, we'll get into that later on in the show. Speaking of uh, staying home, Going home, trying to make someplace a new home. Right now, as I sit in the studio, I'm I'm watching Florida State and Louisville go at it. Florida State, the Seminoles just tied up the game 21-all against Louisville. Eh, about eight minutes left in the third. ACC action here. And, uh, you know, college 
football, college sports is changing, and we know it's pretty much a land grab right now between all of the teams and the conferences, et cetera. We know Texas and Oklahoma will be making their way over to the SEC in a few years. And, and, and that aspect of college football is brand new. You know, the, the tradition and the history and some of the rivalries, especially geographically, they're being thrown out of the window. I mean, we got a, a Big Ten that is just, it's just, hey, let's get the biggest schools from all across the country. Let's go ahead and have the biggest imprint. That's what they need to change their name to. And so that's one thing for the schools and the conferences to try to take up space and, and have conferences recruit schools. But we know when it comes down to the actual players on the field, recruiting is just as important as anything. It's, it's supremely important. You aren't winning a damn thing if you can't get the talent into the building, if you can't schmooze, if you can't impress if you can't say, hey, we have the best facilities, if you can't say we have the best atmosphere, if you can't say we can help you potentially, potentially reach your dream to go to the pros and you wasting your time. And you got to start early. Got to start deep into high school, early into high school. You got to start building those relationships, assistant coaches, and, and coaches have to go into living rooms and they got to sell a bill of goods. They got to sit down in front of the parents and the family members and the guardians and they got to tell them why they're so great. Then they got to tell them that we're going to check in. There's only one Nick Saban in Alabama. A lot of people got to do some work. And gone, at least for now, in a different way, are the days where you just say, hey, I can get you some money. I give it to you under the table, but I can get you some money. Now you got to impress people. When I talk to NFL players, especially uh, when it comes down to fitness and team facilities, I tell them, hey, guys, you know this already. College facilities, a lot of football schools, a lot of big football schools have better workout facilities than the pros. I'm not going to name any names from facilities I've been to but I've seen Ohio State's workout room, and, uh, yeah, it's better than, than some NFL workout rooms. I've seen their locker rooms. A lot of the college locker rooms are better than in the pros. I guess they'd rather give the money to the players than the locker rooms. Not the Raiders, though. The Raiders' locker room is very nice. Now, having said that, a story came out today. This man, this young man, if you were going to recruit anybody, I guess it would make sense to do it with this guy. His name is Arch Manning. Of course, yes, Arch Manning. The nephew of some guy named Eli and the nephew of some guy named Peyton. The grandson of some guy who used to get beat around for the ain'ts and Archie. And so now here we have Arch Manning the most heralded quarterback prospect that we have seen out of high school because his last name is Manning. In June, 
after years of hearing about this young man, he committed to playing at Texas. He's going to go out to Austin, and he will be a part of the team. He will be in school next year. Only a few days before he was recruited in Austin. This was the final recruiting pitch. It was reported by The Athletic today that they spent almost $300,000 on a recruiting trip for that weekend. We're talking about Arch Manning and eight recruits and their families that weekend trying to convince them if you're going to commit to any college program, any university program, that you need to do it here at Texas. And I like Texas. I haven't been on that campus, but I sure as hell like Austin. I'll tell you that much. Is that what Arch Manning is going to be doing out there? No. He's going to throw touchdowns. He's going to make Quinn Ewers take a seat because Arch Manning is in town. 280000 June 17th was that weekend recruiting trip. June 23rd, Arch Manning said yes. And I guess he wanted to forge his own path separate from his his uncles. He didn't want to go play for Ole Miss. He didn't want to be a vole. He wanted to go to Texas, and good for him. And Texas certainly has $280,000 to spend on recruiting. Their football revenue last season through COVID was $100 million. Their football revenue the year before that, before we got slapped in the face by COVID, was $147 million. The University of Texas, they have a budget of $3.3 billion. They can afford the 280. And if you want to know the breakdown, what the hell does $280,000 get you on a recruiting trip? $21,000 to get the recruits and their families in. $46,000 on 34 hotel rooms. A $17,000 lunch. Shep, what what do you get for a $17,000? A lot of sandwiches? What is that? Uh, you could feed you could feed a, a, a university for a year. I mean, that's a cafeteria's worth of food stock. Well, that, let me let me make it clear here. That doesn't include dessert. Two thousand dollars for dessert. Three thousand dollars to rent speakers to play music on the field. So a little bit of audio, video setup, visual setup. Thirty thousand dollars for dinner. Twelve thousand dollars for a a social event between the parents and the coaches. Basically, let's have some free drinks. It's a lot of jack for me. $10,000 for breakfast. I'm sure there was a lot of sausage, right? Barbecue for breakfast. Yeah, it's Texas, Austin. $10,000 for an excursion to Topgolf. Shep, have you been to Topgolf? I have not. Yeah, you ain't missing nothing. Thank God. $37,000 for one of those fancy steakhouse dinners. $2,500. That's it. Not 25000 
only $2,500 for a lake cruise. It's nice. See the scenery before you leave Austin. And so Arch Manning committed. And if you thought $280,000 was a lot for that weekend, the following weekend with no Arch Manning, University of Texas spent $350,000 to host 14 recruits. Damn. This is a lot of money. This is in the budget. I am not mad at them spending the money that they got because we know college is a damn business. The only thing that I don't like is, A, that, as Shep said, this this money can be used in many ways, better ways, for people who actually need it, not entertainment. And then the other aspect is I get so sick and damn tired when people who are making money complain about other people making less money, as in coaches, as in universities, as sponsors, talking about, oh, this place makes money and this place makes... Y'all throw away money frivolously. To a steakhouse, listen, I'm not a, I'm not a big steak eater, but I'll go have a steak every now and then at a steakhouse. You might, you might see me at Ruth Chris once a year, once every two years. I like a, I like a good meal. But do you need to spend all of this money to wine and dine? And I guess the answer is yes. It's just a normal business expense just like any place else except for this is a school. This is a, a college. It's a university. If I got to think about the SEC as a whole, where Texas and Oklahoma are going to join, they're doing it for the money so they can make more. The conference as a whole made $777 million last year. Yeah. It's a little more than three quarters of a billion. They were on their damn way. I don't have to like it. It's just business. I just think about how the money can be spent and people can spend their money however they want to. Spend your cash. But just please, please, in the future, never bitch, whine, moan, or complain about how somebody else is making theirs. So I don't take too much issue with them spending the 280. It's ridiculous. It is. But you can do what you want to do with your money. Just don't whine and complain and penny pinch when somebody else is making theirs, primarily the students. Two hundred eighty thousand dollars to recruit in football players well they certainly hope that that 280 can flip towards i don't know a few million in in a television deal or a few million in a sponsorship or a few million in some rich guy who wants to make a giant donation to the school hey shep i think that might be the next move we have to open up a school man yeah i, I got a question for you about this manning kid yeah Think if, it's going to suck? Well, no, no, because oh, that, that's okay. not fair. But right. what I don't understand is, I, I mean, Jerry, you, you pointed it out so so beautifully. I mean, the, the, the hundreds of millions of dollars that Texas has produced, COVID, non-COVID years, and the fact that we are talking about a multi-billion dollar business, that being the NCAA 2 I get all that. But why Steve Tarkisian? That's the issue I have if you are Arch Manning choosing him. What, what, is, what, is, what is his claim to fame, JR? He won a holiday Uh-oh. bowl? That's why you're going to play for him? 
because it's uh-huh. gonna it is going to backfire big time. You think this is gonna stink for for Arch? Yes, absolutely. Then, well, he made I mean, a huge mistake playing for this for this clown. And I say he's a clown based on what he's done at schools and and, and left these schools high and dry because of his off field behavior. And then, I mean, his, his, the most games he's ever won is nine games at USC. He's well, not even Nick, a great coach. Nick Saban says everyone deserves a second chance. We know Sark had his issues with with alcoholism, and it cost him a job. And uh, everybody deserves a, a second chance. I mean, Sark even got an opportunity in the NFL with the Atlanta Falcons, and then he went right back over to Alabama. Let's see what the rest of the season looks like. All things considered, if we have to look at this past weekend as any type of uh, of benchmark, Alabama will probably be their, their biggest game for this entire college football season. They were able to hang in there with Alabama, even when Quinn Ewers was knocked out of the game. And so, yes, Sark has a colorful past, a past that is uh, not all that pretty. But I think Arch Manning, what's, what's the end goal for Arch? Is it to show up at Texas and, you know, uh, try to get to a national championship in a few years? Eh, maybe. Yes, that should be, right? It should be. But- <laughs> if, you're, if, if you are that great coming in, you, you, you talked about the biggest marquee prospect we've ever seen from the world of high school football. You, the only thing you should have in mind is winning a national championship and then one day, you know, uh, putting up more Super Bowls than both your uncles combined. You're not yeah. going to do that, you know, playing for a coach whose highlight of his career is losing by one point to Alabama. Nah, I don't, I don't think so. I think the big picture here for him, if you look at his talent, you look at the other recruits that they'll be able and have already attracted – you know, after in another two years, he's probably going to have some type of success, and he's probably going to waltz his ass right into the NFL. I think that's more of the, the big picture for him, and I think this is a stopgap. You know, over the weekend, Kevin Durant, another Texas alum, he was standing right there on the sidelines, watching the game, enjoying it and taking it in, and we know what Kevin Durant did. This man showed up, he kicked ass, he ain't win nothing, and he left. I think we're going to see that here from Arch Manning. It's about the big picture. If he can go to a bowl game, great. If he can get to a championship, great. We know the, the college football playoff will ultimately expand, and we know Texas is going to be playing in the SEC probably when he's on his way out. It's all about the money. I'm not that mad at Sark. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. We know everything is always about the money. When we come back, we'll talk about this situation with Robert Sarver and PayPal. And speaking of money, yeah, Brett Favre has been in the news about money. Eh, Some wild things in Mississippi. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. JR wants to hear from you. Call him now at 855 212 4CBS. That's 855 212 4227. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, we're going to get into the 
the NFL, but we had to open up the show talking some college football right now. This minute, this second, you got the Cardinals, you got Florida State. They're all locked up. Well, they're not locked up anymore. Just had a touchdown on the field. The Cards have went ahead, rushing touchdown. Malik Cunningham, 18 yards. 27 to 21 prior to the uh, extra point. But we talked about Texas, the University of Texas down in Austin. $280,000 spent to recruit Arch Manning and eight other recruits. Par for the course. You got it. Spend it. That's how I look at it. And as Shep pointed out, I mean, are, are they going to go ahead and and win a national championship in a couple of seasons? Eh, probably not. Arch Manning will, will light it up with friends and then go into the NFL. Nice little stopgap. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Jason is here from Mississippi. You're on the JR Sport Show. What's up, Jason? Man, what up, J.I.? It's normal, bro. It's all love, man. Uh, hate I missed your show last night, but I was locked into Amazon, which they got fourteen ninety five out of me just to watch that. But um, just wanted to holler at you, man. I heard that you had spoke about Brett Farr. And as usual, down here in Mississippi, they don't shed a light on, uh, how could I say this, others that do stuff that – know it's wrong, but when somebody else do something, they shed a light on it. And, and I'm more, more talking about our um, ESPN broadcasters down here, man. Mm-hmm. They don't say nothing about it, haven't spoke a word about it, man. And I just wanted to see, had you said something about it, had you spoke something on it, and what are your thoughts on Brett Farr and what he got going on? Okay. Well, thank you, Jason, from Mississippi. We we sure did speak about that a few days ago. Anyone who's not familiar at this point, even dating back to last year, maybe, probably, you've heard about uh, Brett Favre receiving welfare funds that were supposed to be used, and I think it's self-explanatory, for individuals who are not as fortunate. Uh, that money was siphoned down from the governor to individuals like Brett Favre who at one point in time recorded a commercial on behalf of the governor or the the state, and he received money to do that. He wasn't supposed to. And so he decided to go ahead and pay that money back. Okay, all good and well. Brett Favre said, I know where the money came from, so here, take it back. Well, they've also asked for interest on that money, and Brett Favre has yet to pay that cash. Now, the story has gotten even larger as this week, It was pretty much reported that Brett Favre, who claimed absolute ignorance as to where the money was coming from, well, that might not wholly be the truth. Text messages have been released. There's a woman. Her name, Nancy New. Nancy New was in charge of helping to distribute these funds throughout the state. Nancy was pretty much the founder of the Community Education Center. They were supposed to spread out this money. This was $77 million. Well, she pled guilty to 13 felony counts of bribery, fraud, and racketeering. And so Nancy New says, I'm guilty. I did it. 
And so what has she been doing pretty much as a response? She's been she's been singing. She's been she's been talking because texts from 2017 to 2019, they were filed in the state's lawsuit about these funds. And so what happens? Evidence called evidence gets released. And so as a part of the filing, we have seen text messages that are between Nancy New and Brett Favre. Some of these text messages include references to building a $5 million volleyball stadium where Brett Favre went to college. His daughter went to college there at the time. And one of the text messages reads, from Brett Favre to Nancy New, if you were to pay me, is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much? Nancy New's response was, we never have that information publicized. That's, that's just one short message. And yes, there, there obviously needs to be a larger context to it. But it's rather telling. The hell you doing, Brett Favre, and why don't you want the media to know about it? You don't want them to know about the amount? I mean, you pretty much said exactly here, where did the money come from? You don't want anybody to know. Why is that? Come on, where there's smoke, there's fire. Brett Favre did something that was inappropriate. He did something that was wrong. And yeah, if he is guilty of such and nobody's filed a lawsuit against him, he needs to have his ass handed to him in a court of law. It's real dirty when you're taking money from folks who need it and you putting it in your wallet. I don't know how many Wrangler jeans or copper fit knee braces that Brett Favre has sold, but I don't. Is he hurting for money? And if you are, go do some public appearances, man. You don't need to take cash, government funds from people who actually need it. Come on, it was it was very public just a few weeks ago prior to the start of the college football season, that even even Deion Sanders, his team out in Jackson, just flooding and rains. It's it's bad enough for a lot of people, not just in Jackson or Mississippi as in a whole. It's still tough times for a lot of people all over the country. And if you got money and you got means and you don't need it, you dirty as dirty digging into that pot. That's nasty. That's disgusting. And so I'm very eager to see how this kind of flows out when it comes down to Brett Favre. Because there's, there's no excuse for that. Taking money from people who need it. Well, it's just government money. I don't know where it was going to go. They ain't tell me. You're still dirty. Let's see what happens with this Brett Favre situation. I'm going to reserve judgment until we find out more. But for what it sounds like and what it seems like, it's already a very ugly situation. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I told you about that dirty situation we have out in Phoenix, Arizona. Now, somebody's money might be talking to help remove Robert Sarver from the Suns. We'll talk about that on the other side. We're going to get into all the great football matchups we have coming up this this weekend as well as as Sunday. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Man, I love your show. Every time I come home from work, it is a great listen. I just want to say, man, I love the show. What's up, JR? Thanks for taking my call, man. I want to say first, though, I love your show, bro. I listen to you almost every night, man. Call in now at 855 212 for cbs That's right. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. I love Pete McCarthy's last update. The first thing that he shared with all of us is that Albert Pujols hit another home run tonight. 698 for his career. His 19th home run on the season. I know right now this minute, not so good. In the top of the seventh, the Cincinnati Reds are leading the St. Louis Cardinals 5-4. to four. But I know earlier in the week, Albert Pujols passed Alex Rodriguez, which I absolutely loved. And so now he still remains in fourth place when it comes down to total career home runs. That is probably not going to change. It's impossible. I don't want to say impossible, but uh, Babe Ruth is in front of him at 714. And uh, with about two weeks left in the season, that ain't happening. But I'd still love for him to get two more home runs to become the fourth guy in Major League Baseball history to do it. Babe Ruth has 714. Hammer and Hank has 755. And then that Barry Bonds guy, he has 762. I was thrilled when Pujols passed Alex Rodriguez, and I will be even happier if he can elevate himself into that oh-so-elusive three-man group of 700 home runs. Albert Pujols in his 22nd season on his way to retirement at 42 years old. Even though I think he might be maybe uh, older than 42. But this is a a hell of a way to go ahead and, and end your career. So much love to Albert Pujols and everything that he does in the community in St. Louis as well as Los Angeles. And just inspiring other people. It's been fun to watch him his entire career. His career has made absolutely no sense. Zero. And Albert Pujols is ending his career on a high note. And Shep, I, I, I know you saw this just like I did earlier today. We've had to talk about Robert Sarver, owner of the Phoenix Suns, for the majority of this week, especially the NBA fined him 10 mil, told him to take a hike. We've heard from LeBron. We've heard from Chris Paul. Even one of the minority owners of the Sun says it's time to go. Well, now we have our first major company. Their their jersey sponsor put the patch on the jersey. Uh, PayPal. They've said our our deal ends this year. If Robert Sarver comes back next season following his one year ban, we're not going to renew. PayPal's agreement with the Phoenix Suns for this jersey patch and sponsorship is $3 million a season. And so there's increasing pressure now on Robert Sarver to leave. And it seems like a lot of what we've heard so far happen to be preemptive strikes. You have LeBron James' statement, Chris Paul's statement. Obviously, Chris Paul plays for Robert Sarver uh, with the Suns. The NBA Players Association their executive director put out a statement. It's uh, 
It's rather interesting. You might recall earlier this week, Adam Silver says, yeah, trying to get rid of an owner isn't the same as just firing somebody. Listen. There's no neat answer here. I mean, it's other, other than owning property, the rights that come with, with, with owning an NBA team, um, you know, how that's set up within our Constitution, um, what it would take to remove that team, you know, from his control is a very involved process. And it's different than holding a job. It just is when, when, when you actually um, own a, a team. It's, a, it's, it's just a very different proposition. Yeah, I, at this point, Robert Sarver is going to have to walk away on his own. I, I said this earlier this week. I, I agree with Adam Silver. It's going to be very difficult to just give him the boot. But that's not to say that Robert Sarver can't be pressured to just go away. And we, we've seen it, okay? The players have, have spoken. You have the Players Association. They have spoken. You have a major sponsor who has said, hey, we ain't sticking around if he's around. And so, yeah, there has to be an effect on the money. There has to be an effect on the bottom line for him to feel the pressure to leave. I'm sure from from his position, he's like, oh, well, I'm hoping that all of this can blow over. Maybe we can get into training camp and get into the season and, and no one will care. And I can come back quietly next year and, This will all dissipate. This will all blow over. It was reported that Robert Sarver, upon initially being fined and suspended for a year, that he didn't understand why he was being punished to that degree. And so, I mean, based on everything that he's he's been found to do, pulling folks pants down at meetings and saying the N-word when being told you probably shouldn't use that word, abusing employees... Yeah, it's obvious. He's he's stupid. He's stuck on stupid. He's pretty pretty ignorant in that space. And so it's no shock that he thinks, hey, well, why am I being punished this severely? Maybe he's also dumb enough to think this will all just magically go away. I think we're going to hear more people speak up against Robert Sarver. And if the players are very, very serious about him, no longer owning the team, then the Suns players are going to have to be the ones to say, we ain't playing if he comes back. I'll be very interested to see if they decide to take that stand, whether it be this upcoming season, which, by the way, the players will be reporting to training camp in a matter of weeks, or if they decide to play through this year and then say, hey, Sal, otherwise we're not playing when your suspension is up. What do you think about Sarver, uh, Shep? you think he's going to stick around for at least one more year? Do you think the pressure is going to be on sooner than later? How do you feel? I'd like to see Adam Silver make a, a more definitive statement. I, I understand there, there's legalities that come with his position and giving up a team and acquiescing that right. But at the same time, you can unequivocally detest the things that Robert Sarver has done as what should be the leader of a franchise. I'd like to see Silver be more audacious and bold in his remarks. I get to say, look, there's no legal grounds yet to take, but with with that being said, I don't believe in my purview as being commissioner of the NBA for eight-plus years. He has anywhere remotely 
being in the vicinity of owning an NBA team. I'd like to see that. But there's no question, JR. You have the likes of LeBron and Chris Paul. And Chris Paul can only say so much, giving him compromising position, being the starting point guard of the Phoenix Suns. This guy has no business being an NBA owner. It's that simple. It's disgusting what he said and the actions that he has partaken in. Sure. I, I also asked you if you thought he was going to be able to stick around now oh, or no. later. No, he, 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 but, but no, uh, the reality is money makes the world go round. We know his net worth. We know, we know that if it was up to Silver behind closed doors, he'd get rid of him. Do I think he's going to be gone in a year? No. I, unfortunately, I think he's going to wow. be back or else, or else they would have wow. gotten rid of him at this point. Well, it's it's still a it's still a week, and that's why I say the players have the the ultimate power. Uh, Chris Paul, I'm not gonna say that he's in a, a compromising position. Sure, sure he is. Robert Sarver still owns the team. That that's not to say that the uh, the messages that the players send out aren't a little bit stronger. You know that by the time training camp comes around, because this is this is not gonna go away. I'm sure Robert Sarver has enough uh, crisis managers, and there are people who do these things. They they make lots and lots of money to carefully craft what the next couple of days, weeks, months, and years can look like when it comes to rehabilitating an image. We're going to get to training camp. This is all people are going to ask the Suns. They're going to ask Chris Paul. They're going to ask Monty Williams. They're going to ask Booker. Is it going to go away after that? Or are the players going to make a, a larger, bolder, louder statement by the time they're tasked with showing up at camp? I, I have no idea. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he is kind of pushed and nudged towards selling in a few weeks. I also wouldn't be shocked, as you just said, if he's still around next year and beyond. This is... Uh, this is really going to test how serious any of these players are about him still be being an owner. You know, how, how tough are they going to be in their positions? It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Speaking of tough, when we get to the other side of the break, we're going to switch gears because there's a guy. He plays for the Chargers. He's tough as nails. He's tough as hell. His name is Justin Herbert. We found out what happened to him last night. We'll tell you what the deal is with his midsection and whether or not he's going to miss any time. It's the JR Sport Brief Show right here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 